Rubish! 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 Get me to the podcast! Talking about movies! Movies! Get me to the podcast! Talking about movies! All right, we're back on JB's Driving Podcast. Thank you for joining us on Sultry, Sexy, Sharon Stone September. I nailed that. We're live. Live. Are we? Yes, after Labor Day weekend, it is officially <coughs> fall. Well, not meteorological fall, but for the purposes of, uh, well, no, not, not whatever is fall, but it is fall in September. American fall. American fall. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I tell you, I, it already seems like it's um, staying darker later in the morning already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was dark when I was driving to work today. I thought it was weird. Yeah. that's By the time this comes out, it'll be much darker. It will be. It'll be good. It'll get dark it'll be by good. 6 o'clock. Yeah, it will it'll be. be uh, we'll have 10 minutes of sunlight a day. Oh. Yep. Well, we've already talked about the this, this slow... Oh, Bray Wyatt is dead. Um, what? Oh, Did shit. He? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No. He's dead? No fucking way. Holy fuck, he is. <laughs> I guess he really was sick. We're bringing you breaking news two weeks later. Yes. Uh, <laughs> when we're recording this, is breaking news. But Bray Wyatt is dead of the WWE fame. At 36 years old. At 36 old. years old. Wow. Jesus, what'd he die of? Boredom. Oh. Sepsis. Really? I don't know. COVID, I'm gullible, COVID don't 23. lie. <laughs> COVID 23. COVID <laughs> 23. <laughs> oh, no. That's sick. They're going to parade his ass around. COVID See, look what it can do. Look, at it, look what it can do. That's a shame. Well... Everybody's dying now. Yet his father's still alive. Yeah, isn't it Mike Rotundo? (coughs) Anyway, let's dance over that. Anywho. Uh, It's sexy, sultry, sweet uh, Sharon Stone September. We talked about how it's getting darker earlier. (laughs) And we're on our, uh, we're on the, we are in the March, the Renaissance Festival season, followed by Halloween, followed by Thanksgiving, the Christmas, and the hell. Three. The first three months months of of the hell. (laughs) Three months. Because when this comes out, I. I would have probably already gone to the Renaissance Festival once. Yes, yes, that's right. Soccer seasons, uh, um, soccer season bound. The boys have yeah. their first game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The girls have their playing games tomorrow. All sorts of things. School has already begun by the time this comes out. Yes, and actually now because it has. <laughs> yes, <laughs> two weeks. Yes, so yeah, we are in the midst of fall, and we are also in the midst of our celebration of. Sharon Stone, 1990s yeah. sex pot, right. Sharon Stone. And last week we covered um, <laughs> the remake of the French movie called Diabolique, uh, retitled uh, Diabolique. Any closing mm. thoughts on that movie? Should have been gayer. Should have been gayer. Should have been gayer. Paul, what do you think? Do you have any closing I thoughts? I think it was a, just a waste of our time. It was. It. it was. It was. I was very bored. It was. Well, the thing is, we put this together because we're like, you know, we need to find a Sharon Stone movie that everybody can watch. It's on Amazon Prime, and Diabolique came it up. It fit the bill. It fit the bill, and unfortunately, there was no pre screening on it. 
and we all suffered for it. And if you guys oh. listening to this podcast, <laughs> watch this too, you suffered uh, with us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't watch it again. I watched it twice, technically. Yeah, you did. The, the old version, and the original version, and this version. So so let's let's move on from that nastiness. Let's oh. do that. This week, we're doing Sliver. Sliver. <coughs> Yay. I enjoyed this movie. Not. I don't. I don't like this one. But, well, we're not. We're, we're not. That, that's the end of the that's podcast. That's the end. What are you doing? Okay. <laughs> what are you talking about, Lee? I don't know. You all got <laughs> quiet. I felt the need to Did talk. You just this is a in this podcast. podcast? <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Fine. Twenty-minute podcast. It sucked. Bye. Okay. Sliver came out <coughs> May 21st, 1993. Opened at 12.1 million, which is good enough for first on the week. Mm-hmm. Totaled out at 36.3 million, which was good enough for 45th on the year. And worldwide, it made $116.3 million. Mm-hmm. Opened up against Hot Shots Part De, which that week, me and Jimmy went and saw. Yes. Duh. Uh, so we were at the theaters May 21st, 1993. Do you remember this movie being out in the theaters? Uh, probably, yes, because UB40. They made, don't you remember, like, MTV made such a big, huge fucking deal out of UB40 remaking that song that they play in Sliver, and it was, like, on MTV, like, every 10 minutes. I didn't have cable. Okay, well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> the other movies that were in the top 10 that week... Dave, Dragon the Bruce Lee Story, Posse, Indecent Proposal, Lost in Yonkers, Sidekicks, which we've covered previously in the repository, uh, Benny and June, and Groundhog's Day, <clears throat> which huh. we've Classic. made fun of people using Groundhog's Day. Dear friends who might be here for our five-year anniversary. Yeah. Right. So uh, this was well, part... Well, we'll have to do it on Friday. <clears throat> Friend of the podcast. We'll have to do it on a Friday, not a yeah. Thursday. Yes, I agree. I, as I said mistakenly last week, um, this is actually part of the unofficial Cor- Corelli trilogy. Corelli is a character who played a detective and an assistant DA. Uh, in Basic Instinct, it was played by Wayne... I um, can't think of his last name. Uh, the one... That's in the uh, interrogation. He's the district attorney in that one, asking the questions. Oh, uh, so Wayne something. I can't think of it. Yeah. Um, and then in uh, this particular movie, it is. Well, I'm going down to show where he's actually played. And I didn't write it down because I'm an asshole. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Corelli is a detective in this one as well. He's an assistant district attorney in Basic Instinct. And in Jade, it's played by the main character, um, David Caruso. So that character shows up in all three of these movies because they're all written by the same dude. Anyway, the director on this movie was Philip Noyce. 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 Um, you, you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, really, he kind of took over, like, uh, you know, later in his career. His earlier movies were a little weak, but then he did Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger, The Saint. Um, so he kind of really picked it up during that time yeah. frame. 
Uh, Ira Levine is the novelist who wrote this, who also wrote novels A Kiss Before Dying, Rosemary's Baby, The Stefford Wives, and a... Um, and of course, Sliver. Uh, Joe Esterhoff wrote the screenplay. He also wrote the screenplay for Flashdance, Jagged Edge, Basic Instinct, Sliver, Showgirls, and Jade. So he wrote the screenplay for all three of the trilogy. And then you have Sharon Stone, who plays Carly Norris. She's our lead. Mm-hmm. Um, she got paid considerably more for this role than she did for Basic Instinct, which mm. Basic Instinct is her... Her, her trampoline yeah. propelled her to sexy superstardom. Right. Um, and, of course, once again, we covered her before in Action Jackson, Total Recall, Sliver, Casino, and um, Diabolique. Which was last week. Which was last week. All in her suppository. Yes. For your listening pleasure. <laughs> uh, then you have William Baldwin, who plays Zeke Hawkins. Best known for Backdraft. Uh, Tom Berenger, who plays Jack Lanford. Uh, he's best known for probably Platoon, Major League. Um, Polly Walker plays Vita Warren, mm-hmm. who was in Patriot Games. Mm-hmm. Colin Camp, Colleen Camp, plays Judy Marks. Yes, now, Colleen Camp. Of course, she's beautiful. The mm-hmm. beautiful Colleen Camp, who... Just let herself go. So oh, sad. Fell apart. God, didn't she, though? She was a gorgeous woman. Um, most of us yes. know her from yes. Clue. She played a, a vet in Clue. Everyone at this table. Holy hell, man. Oh, uh, But she's done a shit ton of movies. She was in Police Academy 2, yeah, Police Academy 4, two. Uh, Walk Like a Man, My Blue Heaven, Wayne's World, uh, Last Action Hero, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, she's done a lot of movies, but lately you see her in these roles and you realize she just kind of let herself go. The last thing I remember watching her in was, was McDonald's. Uh, yeah. Um, Observe and Report. She played the mother in Observe and I've Report, and she report. was very overweight in that movie. Just let herself go. Oh, God, she was such a gorgeous woman. Fell apart. Uh, Amanda Foreman plays Samantha Moore. Uh, you probably don't know her, but she was in uh, the Star Trek movies most recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Landau. Yes, the man. Uh, plays Alex Parsons, and we have covered him a couple times before. Once in Ed Wood. In her suppository. And that movie, if you have not listened to the Ed Wood um, episode, I kind of suggest that you do. It's pretty good. And Ready to Rumble. That was our first yep. uh, WrestleMania movie that yep. we covered. <clears throat> and then CCH Pounder uh, plays Lieutenant Victoria Hendricks, and we've covered her before in Demon Knights and Face Off. Mm-hmm. So fun there. Uh, that pretty much covers, you know, most of the cast, mm-hmm. except for Cor- <laughs> Corelli, who I didn't write down because I'm an idiot. That's okay. <laughs> But he does play a detective in this one, too. Anyway, so that's uh, that brings us up to speed. So you have a... The movie starts off... Or, oh, I'm sorry. You do your part. I'm sitting here fucking jumping in the gun. Yelling at her for jumping the gun. Seriously. I'm jumping the fucking gun. Um, it was released uh, in May 20th. May 20th as she said, it received negative reviews from critics. Rotten Tomatoes reported an average of 11% had given the film a positive review. 
uh, a little bit more with uh, the the audience, 31%. Um, the site's critics' consensus reads: Sliver is an absurd erotic thriller with techno babble and posits prime Sharon Stone as a professional book nerd. Okay. Well, Metacritic, the film has weighted the average score of 38 out of 100 based on 21 critics. Wait, that first review, the was that a contemporary? Reviewers that knew that was the Rotten Tomatoes uh, critics consensus review. You I could have so it's got to be newer because N- yeah, because Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes only existed for like ten years now. Correct. The main criticisms were the film provided little in the way of compelling thriller elements. The script diluted the plot of the novel. The characters were underdeveloped, and the actors were not on form. And there's a reason for that. Yes, there is. I have that. Yeah, I'll let you. Poor writing? In my notes. Good. No, it's not poor writing. It's the fucking... They hate each other. Oh. (laughs) I told you about that. Yeah, just a little. Austin Chronicle stated, there's no suspense, no drama, no tension, no logic. It makes you appreciate all the craft that went into Basic Instinct. Yeah, I mean, when you come... There's no comparison between the two. No. And we're going to talk about Basic Instinct in two weeks, so I don't want to get into it now. Peter Renier of the Los Angeles Times said, There's no emotional pull to the neo-Gothic world in Sliver, where people connect up by video <laughs> monitor and computer with occasional forays in the flesh. Occasional? Like the middle of the film was all about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that idiot's talking it's about. like, jeez. <laughs> uh, it gets a little spicy, but nothing too extreme. Yeah, right. Um, They're picking for half the film. <laughs> apparently, the director, Philip Noyes, said they had to make 110 edits in the films in order to avoid a uh, NC-17 rating. <laughs> That's not a surprise either. But oh. they cut a lot of fucking storyline as well. Go ahead. And that debate over the N-17 uh, rating had to do with male frontal nudity. Which was... Well, the Which, one scene was cut. The other scene thanks. was in there. But yeah, as I said... Because um, there was supposed to be two scenes of male frontal nudity. Correct. And that back in the day, that was huge. Nowadays, yeah. it's like in comedies, it's all over the damn place. Yeah. It's Twigging berries all over the place. Right. Uh, but yeah, Sharon Stone and Baldwin disliked each other um, and demand their scenes be filmed separately whenever possible. <laughs> yeah. Considering the fact that they're fucking half the film, that must not have been too many scenes. Seriously. <laughs> Um, Sharon Stone did bite Baldwin's lips so hard one time. I mean, sorry, his tongue with such force they couldn't talk properly for days afterwards. Yeah. So much they hate each other. Uh, and as you said, William Baldwin changed one of the scenes with his frontal nudity after the fact. Well, they he filmed it, and then afterwards, he I guess he was embarrassed, so he decided to undo it. They kept the scene in the movie. They just cut out the nudity. Yeah. Um. It's the scene where he's sitting on the bed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they just show it from behind. Yeah. Um, according to his autobiography, producer Robert Evans initially wanted Roman Polanski. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking asshole. To direct the film. And that's because of uh, Rosemary's pedoph- Baby. Yeah. Pedo- yeah. Um, fucking pedo piece of shit. Uh, allegedly, Robert Evans loved Joe Esterhaus's script for this so much he sent the writer a congratulatory note using a young lady. Esterhaus later recalled in his autobiography, the note smelled fantastic. <laughs> 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 I 
Oh God, that okay. sounds perfectly correct with the uh, yeah. this movie. With the, how many times does he say talk about uh, smelling? Uh, uh, yeah. I got other it's stuff. Smell face. like a rose. You smell like a rose. I could talk about the ending, but I guess I'll say that until we talk about the ending. Yeah, about the you know what's funny? I just said I just was watching something online the other day. It's Joe Blow um, hard things, and they were covering Christine. Mm-hmm. One of the best lines. In cinematic history, obviously, mm-hmm. it's like uh, nothing smells better than a brand new car, except for maybe pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that line, but that one's classic. It's going on my fucking Rolodex now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so getting back to Sliver. Um, all right, so this movie starts uh, with a woman mm-hmm. who is out on a balcony, and she sees somebody come into her apartment and start, you know, then next thing you know, she's doing a swan dive off the fucking side. Yeah, apparently, the, the you know, she, she has the same habits of some Steven Seagal um, villains by leaving her door wide open. Well, no, he had a he key. Used a oh, he had a key. I didn't realize yeah. that. I'm sorry. I, I well, that that's a main point towards the end of the movie. But I apologize because I was <laughs> watching this while working today. So. But they, but you know, the thing is, is that you're kind of going back and forth between the live shot of what's going on and the shot of a voyeur, a voyeur, voyeur. watching what's going on um, yes, through this. So anyway, th- th- this whole thing is, it, you know, it opens up an apartment in this, build- in this building mm-hmm. uh, who Sharon Stone takes. Now, I'll be honest. When I started watching it, I was telling Sophia the other night, when we started watching it, like, I forgot that first scene mm-hmm. with the woman going off the side. And I did truly, for a third of a second, think that it was Sharon Stone that was going up the elevator. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, realized right away once they were upstairs. But, you know, of course, then we flash forward and now we have Sharon Stone, as you said, this bookworm. She wor- she plays as an editor Ugh. in a, you know, a book editor. And it's just kind of like, and, and she just went through a horrible divorce. Horrible divorce. She's in her 30s and she's going to get this apartment in a nice ass building. And now keep in mind, this is peak Sharon Stone. Yeah. Like there is never been, uh, you know, this and and within that six year span of time, yes. Sharon Stone never looks better. No, she looked, okay. She was and she was pure nineties hot. You know, as the decades go, what is considered attractive changes? Yes. In the nineties, it was all about blondes with very uh, defined sculpted looks in their faces. It moved away from the, the Daryl Hannah's. In the 80s mm-hmm. to what you see with Sharon Stone right now. This was a sex pot. Well, I, and, I'll, and I'll say in the 80s, I was a Madonna guy. I, I thought she was hot when she first came out. Mm-hmm. Now, you look at her today, it's like a whole different fucking human being. Yeah. It's not even the same. Well, she's got new skin. You know. She's, she sheds it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Slippery as a snake. Sleeping. Uh, she's uh, bathing in. You know, baby's blood or yeah. Whatever the what, fuck what's she her does. name? That vampire lady that wasn't she like Catherine the Great? Yeah, wasn't she like a Russian? Yeah, yeah. whatever. Pretty sure it was Catherine the Great. Yeah. I could be wrong. One Tom, look it up and, and tell me how crazy. I'm wrong about everything. Again. You know, the Kardashians got pig's blood injected into their faces a while Doesn't ago. Doesn't surprise me. Either. <laughs> no, nothing they do would ever surprise me. They're fucking loons. Lunatics. 
anyway, so. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, she is the definition of beauty. I mean, at this time. In the 90s. At, it, it was the mid-90s. Yeah, I don't know that hot. there's anybody. And, and, it, and a lot of that had to do, didn't even have to do with her looks as much as her persona. Mm-hmm. Like, what she did in Basic Instinct blew people away. Yes. And and I don't want to get too much into fucking Basic Instinct because we're going to cover it. But it's just, it's amazing when you watch that movie and then you watch her before that movie and watch her after that movie. Mm-hmm. And she's a completely, she next, after that movie, she's basically playing uh, Catherine Trammell. Yes. In almost every role she does for the next 10 years. Yes. Prior to that, she was just the, you know, the happy-go-lucky. I mean, she did uh, King Solomon's yes, uh, yes, Minds or yes. whatever. And, but, and she, she also wore her hair down a lot. More. Right, right. Whereas after Basic Instinct... She if, kept it short. And tied up. Like, yep. Yeah, and you had the, the dark roots that were exposed there. That's the look. That was a look oh, of Sharon God, Stone. Yeah, dude, yeah. It was, she was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful woman. Yes. And she's not horrible I, now. I, I Christ, at at, at, she's like sixty-one or sixty-two, something like that, and she still looks pretty fucking good, man. I, you know, not that I'd ever have a fucking chance, but there, I would, you know, 65. cut off a goddamn testicle to fucking sleep with her right now. Sixty-five years old. She's a beauty. Anyway, I did not like her. I, I kind of found it funny when she did the Catwoman movie, and she was. Doing that thing where she, yeah, dude, I I said she's gorgeous for sixty five. Bit too old for me, but yeah, she's all right. So anyway, um, moving on, getting back to this movie. Um, so the the lady takes a nosedive. You kind they kind of give it away because you know that somebody more or less pushed her, right? But the whole movie, they keep saying that it was an accident and she fell or it was suicide. Like, there's all these accidents in the building and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So then we move forward. We got Sharon Stone. She goes to look at the apartment. And, of course, she gets it. Yeah, of course she gets it. This nice, fancy, swank-ass, like, niche apartment. Because we wouldn't have a movie if she didn't get it. Well, that's true. (laughs) But she looks exactly like the girl who just exactly. took a nosedive, yes. too. So that comes up almost immediately because she runs into this old man. Yes. And uh, the old man, I think he was like a, uh, a professor. It's a professor. He's yeah, a college he was professor. A prof- college professor. And he basically comes to where he's like, look, you know, I know we live in the same building. And I just had to tell you that you look almost identical to the woman that lived there before. And... Um, she could take, you know, she she seems to be very level-headed in this movie until later. Uh, she seems to be, it's she's almost like she's... level-headed for 20 minutes. She's playing two separate characters. Mm-hmm. Like, I can get the fact, okay, I, I, what I was getting ready to say before we went off on that diatribe was that you find her, she doesn't like looking in the mirror. She doesn't like looking at herself in the mirror. And there's a scene... In the movie where she's kind of working, you know, she's running. And when she gets back to her apartment, you can see her like kind of doing that little uh, thing where you stick a finger on your ass and fling it like to, to see the flab. And it's yeah. like, you are absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. There's no reason for you to do that. And, it, and, and, and to think that you're not, it's like, 
they don't go enough into the divorce and like if he no. was like physically assaulting yeah, they don't her do or anything like that. He just got divorced. They just say that they got divorced after eight years and and she was down on herself, which it's like okay, I can get you, I can see you getting down on yourself, that would but be at an the same time, it doesn't. You yeah, know, just flick their cellulite. Or the something. only reason exist. they fucking put all that in there is so that she's easy prey for the voyeur that comes up voyeur, later. Voyeur. So, um, so she moves into this apartment. She uh, has Tom, a hell of a bath. She, oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Like she <laughs> that bath went forever. There I had is, to rewind to make sure that it was a bath. Yeah, I'm sure you did. So her her Speaking nipples it, are. Erica let me put Lee. it to you this way: her nipples are floating above the water the entire time, but her hand is not. <laughs> <laughs> and Sophie's like. She's enjoying this bath just a little bit too much. So, <laughs> so is your dad. And I'm just like, Sophia, go up to your room. <laughs> I need five minutes. Get uh, my Vaseline. Why is God it? damn it keeps jumping. Why I don't know if it's you or me. Give my Vaseline. <laughs> Jesus, the big one. The, the big tub. The, the Costco size. The industrial strength Vaseline. <laughs> and some Kleenex. <laughs> industrial strength. Anyway, so, yeah, there's a great... It, it's and that bath scene went on and on and on. God, yeah, <laughs> and she is really enjoying that bath. That's all I can say. And a then, little bit too much. What's your comment? What, tell, her, tell them your comment. I don't want to give it away because it's just too fucking funny. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, for fuck's sake. So she's sitting there watching this, and she's just like, Ew. After she's done, it's going to be all in the water. Oh. <laughs> we just talked about some people bathing in like blood. You know? <laughs> that's gross, okay? Yeah. It's going to be floating around in the water. Ew, that's gross. <laughs> like, why would you do I'm that like, in a tub? That's where your mind goes. I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was great. Jeez. Dirty. All right, so we gotta we gotta move this up a little bit because we're like oh, we, we know, still we gotta, in the fucking second scene of the movie. We at don't this usually point. go scene by scene. We usually give it a little bit broader overview. True, true. Okay, <laughs> so on. let's. Hold let, on, let's I'm give gonna speed this up. Commercial. All right. Thepin.com. Thepin.com. Never Trump bullshit. Duckpin.com Never Trump Bullshit Duckpin.com Alright, they're back. Okay, so... He's been doing a good job with the social media. He's <coughs> actually doing some other stuff, too. Taking clips of what we say and putting them out there. Yeah, I appreciate what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, we appreciate I, I, it. You know, I know we rag on him a lot. It's mostly because of his personality and his opinions. Yes, everything but, about uh, the guy. You know. <laughs> Other than that, though, he's a pretty he's good. A pretty guy. good guy, you know. He's loyal. He's a loyal guy. <laughs> Mixed Tevas. He didn't show up for our WrestleMania movie, movie this year, did yeah, he? Yeah, He did. He showed up. Oh, I wasn't. He there. would never miss it. He would never miss that. Yeah, I'm. 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 We're running out of fucking movies. We're gonna <laughs> end up doing like zombies versus pro wrestlers. Soon. Well, you know, <laughs> it helps me out because I feel like I can take two weeks off. Right. Right. Because he he loves to hear himself talk. Oh, he does, he and lo- we let him. It's not like we interrupt <laughs> yeah, them. We, we, yeah, we, 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 we definitely cater to them. So, anyway, um, all right, I'll speed this up. I apologize. So, there is a scene we where we go scene by scene. You can just talk about the high points. I am. I, well, I, I need to set up a couple points. Okay. One of the points is she's running. I said earlier she was running when she was in the park. 
you have Tom Berenger like jump out and like scare the living piss out of yeah, her. And Tom Berenger is this hot shot artist. I mean, not artist, a, a book writer. writer, book writer, yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't yeah. written anything in five years, and mm-hmm. all he ever writ- wrote was uh, Flesh and Blood. Right. Blood well, was it? He had a couple. Mo- basically, the, his character was he was a reporter. Mm-hmm. He was a like a you know a dead beat reporter, like the the, the deaths and yeah. shit like that. That's what he covered. So um, then he started doing these crime um, novels Mm -hmm. based on kind of the stories that he wrote about in the paper. And he had one big thing called Flesh and Blood, which became huge. There's a a meeting earlier when Walter uh, Landau Mm -hmm. is sitting with Sharon Stone. They're discussing her raise, which she's not going to give him. And... um, Tom Berenger comes over and kind of gets involved in that conversation. And then he, then we have this scene where she's running in the park and he jumps out and scares the living she piss out of her, maniac. which is just insane. It's like, it's, what the hell is going on with this? It's not even like with, in reality, something, something that a normal person would do. Yeah, not, what, not running even, up to someone and scaring them? If you knew somebody, like if I knew you Barely. and you were running and I ran up and scared the shit out of you, that's one thing. He literally just met her just once. Met her, yeah. Yeah. And he runs up and scares the shit and out of her. Like, and when he takes off the hood, it's like wearing a hood, wearing acts, a beanie, wearing like a face mask or some no, it's sunglasses, that's what it right, was. Right. But when he takes it off, when he takes off the hoodie, he acts like it's better because like, yeah. "Oh, you know who I am." It's like, "No, fucker, I don't know who you are. <laughs> well, I've met you once and you're acting like a lunatic." Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh That's one thing about this movie. All of the guys <laughs> just Walking red flags. Well, they're, set, they well, they're just setting up. They're planting seeds of doubt, so you don't know exactly what they're walking what, red how flags. It's, gonna, it's it's almost but like clue it's to set up the a, thriller. It's almost like clue. Yeah, I guess you don't know so. who did it. You're trying to find it out, and there's a lot of people who might. I mean, they even but set clue's up. Clue's actually good. Yeah. Well, they even set up <laughs> Martin Land, uh, uh, Landau's character because that he he's a professor of what cameras, television, the right. the lens. And then you see all of those in the beginning. You see all the all the security camera footage, but you don't know who's watching it. Right. You know? So, so think the first mystery I is guessed maybe it immediately. Him. Okay, because you're a brilliant genius, and everybody loves you, and yes. we all look at you fondly. Anyway, um, you're right. the The big thing is is initially the one thing is is who is the person watching yes. the camera? Who is who done it? Who then you know it? that somebody's <laughs> dead. So who killed that person? And then you see the old man. You see the old man's ass in the shower. Well, and that, who, right. And but then disturbing. you're not even sure if that's natural. <laughs> like, did that guy? <laughs> what is like? I was like, oh, whose ass is that? <laughs> oh, it's his. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's the old guy who introduced exactly himself to her into the shower escape pod thing that they but had you're, set up. But since you're seeing it on the screen, you don't know if the guy watching the screen had something to do with it. Yes. Or if it was just another accident, you know, and, yes. and come to find out it was just an accident. He fell and busted his head open and died. Um, but it's like the third or fourth death in this building in like the last six years. So it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You would think that people would catch on to this. Right. So, to, to, so fast forward, they have a a party at her oh, place, oh, yeah. and Tom Berenger invites himself to it. It's oh. another fucking. It's just like, he is he's so like, overbearing in this role. He's like, what's his name for Major League? You know, he he shows up to uh, his ex wife's <laughs> play. Remember that? Yeah, scene? yeah, yeah. And there, and there, he looks like 
guy from Major League. He's got the big shoulder pad. You know, this is pure nineties, by the way. Right. That's why I love it. It's like I'm swimming in nineties. Just and the, this. The, it's the the camera, the music. Yes. Everything well, if about you're in it. that tub, jizz. <laughs> Apparently, nineties jizz. I mean, just swimming in it. It was just you're swimming in the nineties here. So unhygienic. <laughs> with the with the big golden telescope. Yeah. So that that's the that's next so thing. Uh, this telescope showed up at her place from a secret admirer just and that's and all these things <clears throat> are just to to gauge her mm-hmm. you know is she into this is she into that you yeah. know that's that, that's what this guy's been doing the whole time yeah the one that's watching her on the camera and she, you realize right away she's a voyeur oh yeah she's, she's like looking at people already sees sex across the way yes then They're during during the party it. they they there, she's just won't get away from the goddamn thing. She just can't stop watching. Yeah. So well, he announces so, everybody the party. Right. Right. So we we have this party. Tom Berenger leave. Well, Tom Berenger is just sitting there, and uh, Zeke, the William Baldwin Zeke. character, he turns around and says, "Hey, you know, why don't we meet up tomorrow and go to the gym and work out together?" And she's like, "I can't go because they have mirrors." Once again, this whole fucking yeah. thing where I can't stand to look at myself. Insane. Um, and he finally says, she finally says, okay. So she leaves. And then Tom Berenger stands up or walks out of the bedroom and just like, hey, let's go to dinner together. It's like, dude, you are the, the creepiest fucking guy yeah. in the world. It makes zero sense that any yes. chick is going to dig what you're fucking putting out. Yes. Okay, so uh, and then he starts immediately starts ragging on Zeke. Yes. So then from that point on, Zeke is talking trash about Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger is talking trash about Zeke. Right. Who's I like how you're mixing Zeke? like the actors. Zeke is William Baldwin. With, He's the yeah. the guy who owns so, the hotel. Baldwin and Berenger. Uh, let's let's you know. Jake isn't his name Jake. His name is Jake. Yeah, yeah, I think Jack. it is Jake Longhorn Jack, Jack or, or Jack. Something Jack. very bland. It's Jack. That you know what? If I had to reborn again, my last name would be Longhorn. Because I, I think, think it gives small. a. I mean, you can always change it. it. A steakhouse feel. <laughs> it gives women the uh, misbelief that they're actually going to get satisfied. It's a misnomer. It's Jake Lanford. Lansford. Well, petite shrimp ain't going to work out. No. <laughs> well, then they Le have petite. low expectations, so they're pleasantly surprised. That's like a, that's like a bad Indian name. <laughs> Bobby Petite Shrimp. <laughs> Jimmy Pease on knee. Pease on knee. <laughs> oh, Longhorn. That would work for multiple generations, too. <laughs> Billy Petit Sirloin. Uh, so, anyway, uh, where are we at? Um, <laughs> okay, so she ends up going to the gym, and there's mirrors, and blah, blah, blah. And, and he takes her back to her place. He's, to doing, his the, place. he's doing the butt exercise. <laughs> Yeah. He's doing the butt exercise. <laughs> William Baldwin is doing the butt exercise. It's ridiculous. The whole scene is so fucking he's, ridiculous. And he's looking. He's got this goofy look on his face. Oh, he's so like, goofy. dude, you're doing the butt exercise, Zeke. And he's basically putting his hand up her asshole. <laughs> I mean, it's just a obscene. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's basically raping her. And so they go yeah, back in to, public. Right. So they go so back good. to his place, and it doesn't up. take long before <laughs> he's. You know, fucking the shit out oh, of Oh, and that, again, that scene lasts for all the, the entire, like, that five, six, seven, eight minutes. Yeah. It's just Sharon Stone ass. Yeah, ass and titties. I mean, it mm. is beauty. 
is a beauty, and they got <laughs> this. They got this. Oh, what is it saying? I want it. I want to say that. What, what is that? What, what do they say? Oh, um, Meanwhile, you're hearing the UB40 song. Yeah, yeah. I want to see you. I want to see you. Oh God. And what better way for him to her, him to seduce her than saying, "I'm a video game computer designer." <laughs> Yeah, that gets all the goals. <laughs> that was the exact That got me same. wet. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> video game computer designer. Uh, the hell is that? Like, yeah, they could have gotten a different game. But, yeah, like 10 minutes of just sex. Yeah, sex. And he keeps saying, like, I want to see you. you. I, I, you smell so good. You smell like flowers. And she and, and the reason that and, and you're watching this and you're like, why are they fucking doing all this? Well, because, because they got a show at the end where he says that to every woman. Yes. Everything that he says to her, everything yeah. that he does with her, yes. he's done with somebody else before. Yes. Multiple times. Multiple times. So it's, it's charmer. you know, he's a fucking just useless. <laughs> he really is. Well, you inherit all mean guy. money and doesn't he? <laughs> Designs, designs, feeder, video game, computers, whatever the hell. Yeah, and it has a secret room with all these fucking... So, obviously, we figure out pretty quickly that he owns the hotel. Zeke owns the hotel. Because he inherited a bunch of money from his daddy. From his daddy and his mom, who used to be on the soaps. Yes. Uh, Who, by the way, looks just like fucking Sharon Stone as well. (laughs) So, he's obviously got a type. Yes, his mom. (laughs) Except for the, the model that lived across the hall... Who has black hair? That's right, and it looks coat. nothing like it. But he fucked her too, so snorts, it just makes no uh, sense. Snorts. I like that one scene where you just licking all the, the oh, coke. Yeah. She just oh, can't yeah. get enough Every, coke. Like, like, <laughs> you see Sharon Stone, and she's like just there, like two minutes, just licking off this coke, <laughs> making sure she gets all the coke. What's wrong, Tom? I just alerts. Okay. Yeah. So lots of coke. And uh, it's almost like these characters are just being introduced to be killed off. Yeah, just, eh, you're done. They don't really give them much of a backstory or anything. They kind of tie them into the hotel and kind of tie them into the two characters, Zeke and um, Jack, uh, just so that you you never really know who's the killer. Yeah, you got to give enough over here. Until the very end. Yeah, this could possibly be it. Then there's like, oh, this little this little turn it has to be him. This little turn it has to be him. Right. The best so, scene in the movie, though. What do you think the best scene in the movie is? We're about to get to it. The bath scene. All of you that seem to like it. Oh, scene. I know which one you like the most. Which one? The scene with the black man in the mirror. No. <laughs> Are you talking about when they're out at the restaurant? The, yes. The big cock scene. Oh, my God. I know God. you like that scene. The restaurant yeah, scene. Yeah, the restaurant my, scene is actually My favorite scene. I tell you, these guys are walking red flags, and she's <laughs> just eating it up. She is. After a divorce. After well, she doesn't want to look in the mirror, but she's just, whatever. I mean, spread my legs for this guy. I mean, the divorce is just a way to make her susceptible vulnerable to if you want to say vulnerable vulnerable she should have learned from a forced marriage what to look out for okay well, i'm not we giving her an excuse they don't we don't get into her first marriage so we have no idea what kind of an asshole he was she, or if he was a good guy and she was an asshole Who she, she starts the film like oh i'm not looking for a guy and then she gets with like the walking red flags <laughs> that scene that dinner scene you get this old couple oh, jesus christ that's <laughs> a great scene that whole couple wasn't. There's no that. nudity in it, but she's she he's sitting there like he bought her some panties and, and bra. Could you give my brother panties? <laughs> and they're like, you know, I, I like playing poker. Are we playing poker? 
So that, it's it, the the. I like the inpatient the converse- waiter. <laughs> Are you ready to order? Okay, fine. <laughs> or the white guy's looking on like. <laughs> yeah. The other way is like, I'm I'm cleaning. <laughs> the conversation between the two is not uh, not good, and it's not very good throughout the movie. No, it's inane. Well, they hate um, each other. Right, but it, it's still. I mean, it's written so well by Esterhaus that you know we should all stand up and clap. But basically, it's not. It, it, there's the dialogue is horrible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it so horrible. then you have this scene where she is sitting there, and he's like, "Well, you know, I need to see your bra." So she kind of like does in a public, little bit yeah. of pull. In public. Yeah, they're in a restaurant. And meanwhile, the couple next to him. Yeah, it's you an old the, couple next to old, him. You're the old guy. The old guy is like getting popping a fucking bone like for the first time in 30 years. Well, they they seem like indignant, like, how, this is a fancy restaurant. <laughs> they got fancy china here. How meanwhile, dare you? Rue McClanahan, his wife's there, just like, I can't believe this. <laughs> they don't say anything, but they do look that way. Anyway, speed it up. They, she she does it, and she and he's like, I didn't see it. So mm-hmm. then, of course, she undoes a couple buttons and opens it so you can see the bra. Yes. Okay, and then he starts with, whoa, uh, how about the panties? <laughs> and she kind of hikes up her skirt a little yeah. bit, and she's like, I didn't see anything. And at I this win. point, you're just like, you're a fucking child. You yeah, are a yeah. child. So, mm-hmm. of course, she just says, fuck it. Takes her panties off and throws it in her in his fucking face, which is just about well, the hottest no, thing. Well, you've had the dialogue. He's first. He's like, "I win, you lose." Oh God, yeah, and yeah. Then when she hands it over, she's like on the borderline, crying, "I win, you lose." Meanwhile, you hear this, <laughs> you hear this from the other table. You hear a bumping under the fucking <laughs> table next to him. Jesus, <laughs> it's really kind of weird because you're sitting there and they're sitting at a level table at the beginning, and then. All of a sudden, one side of the fucking table is about two inches higher than it used to be. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened there, guy? Betty Pogo sticks out of the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fucking insane. Anyway, so then we flash forward a little bit. You know, this is all going on. It's It keeps going back and forth between Jack and Zeke. And yeah. G- they're accusing each other of shit. Assholes. You know, and, he's uh, using you. You know, of course, Sharon Stone finds out that Zeke is like, a voyeur and, yeah. and has all these fucking um, has every bill everything in the hotel is yeah. video videos people videos of hours everybody. and hours and hours of, of video of people taking dumps. So then she um, Messy says, dumps. did you did you record us? And he said, of course. And he puts it on. And so she starts getting fucking hot. Mm-hmm. This this was a weird dilemma for me. Like I cannot because it never happened to me. I cannot real really figure out if that would do it for me seeing myself having sex with somebody would that do it would it do it for you no comment. or do you have to see somebody else well i know you have films that's why i was asking no comment <laughs> just gotta let it go jimmy would it get you hot if i came over and rubbed your nipple <laughs> <laughs> we can film it if it goes on a camera right there <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so uh, onlyfans.com. Right. <laughs> We're gonna have everything. That's his next step. <laughs> his next fucking step. I'll be the only one left here. Why has everyone moved to Florida? <laughs> I've already offered to be a stunt cock on OnlyFans. <laughs> Haven't gotten a call back yet. So um the uh th- so th- th- there's more sex. There's more sex. It's 
I mean, I, I'm down talking. It's hot. I mean, well, Jesus it's, Christ. The, the woman an excuse is. excuse for Sharon Stone to get naked. And, uh, but she doesn't show. Well, be se- beaver in no, this movie. No, she doesn't, but you see tits and ass. Yeah. There is a lot of tits and ass. And it's a very, very pretty scene. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, so then we get through the, the rest of this nonsense and. They um, they arrest Tom Berenger because they think that he's involved because he breaks into her house yet again. Like, he keeps Nuts. breaking into Sharon Stone's house. Yeah. He's a fucking nutcase. Yes. So they arrest him, and then, you know, they have to let him out on bail, and this whole thing kind of, you know, builds up where, um, you it, you know, you're watching it, and you're trying – and you still – he had a – didn't he end up with a gun? Yes. He came into yes. her apartment. After yeah. he gets yes. out on bail, yes. he call, He comes into her apartment with a gun yes. and tries to get Zeke down there because she's going to shoot Zeke, which makes no sense at no, all. It no, doesn't make any no, sense. No Ex- other than the fact that he's, you know, the competitor for his affection. But somehow, how is that going to win her over? Well, you left I don't out, get. Well, there's another scene there where you left out the fact that she finds Tom Berenger <laughs> with um, Cokehead, McGee. Well, I think – we're supposed to think that he thinks that Zeke killed um, the blonde chick. Well, uh-huh. okay, the first but, one, right? But the thing is, is that like every time and that he he's says something, all the it's immediately proven to be false. Mm-hmm. Every time Jack tells him something, like Jack tried to insist that he had nothing to do with um, the 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 cokehead, but he she saw him on the street with the cokehead. And the co- and he was giving the cokehead money, mm-hmm. so he knows she knows that they had a relationship, and yet at the same time Zeke is kind of lying that he had a relationship with the blonde or he had a relationship with the other chick either. So um, this whole thing goes down. Zeke comes down. They get into a confrontation. The gun goes uh, gets knocked over. Sharon Stone picks it up, shoots Tom Berenger. Yeah. The cops show up. They have a fucking quick wrap-up of that. Mm-hmm. And basically she gets in no trouble because he was out on bail because he fucking broke into her house twice now. Yeah. And she shot him in basically self-defense. So then she goes upstairs and she's with Zeke. And um, she says, I want my tape. Okay, I, I don't want, you know, I want my tape back. So he goes into his closet, he pulls out his tape, so she sees where he's keeping his special tapes. His specialist. And uh, he, d- he erases the tape, and then he's like, hey, you need some food, I'm going to go get some food. So he goes down to get food. While she's gone, he, she immediately goes into the closet, fucking pulls the tape, sees two more tapes in there, grabs them, and goes and puts them in the machine and starts and watching. And she grabs a gun. So that's when, you know, well, the gun is in there as well, so yeah. she grabs the gun. Um so she goes in and she starts watching it and she realizes right away that he was fucking the blonde mm-hmm. and he was fucking the cokehead. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, what really breaks her down is he's saying the same, same exact, exact shit stuff, yeah. to the blonde, the same exact yes. shit to the cokehead yes. that she that he said to her that that won her over. Yes. So. And then, uh, you know, the whole time, I love you, I love you, I love you. He's just throwing all this shit out yep. there because he knows it works. Yep. So you can. So at this point, she's pissed. He comes back. She's got the gun. And she's playing the video and, you know, trying to keep him at bay with the gun. And he starts moving, so he shoots a couple TVs. And he's basically keeping him at bay so she can see if it was really Tom Berenger that killed the girl mm-hmm. or if it was him. So they finally get to the point, and 
you know, Tom Berenger comes around the corner so you know that yeah. it was Tom Berenger right. and not Zeke. But she's still, like, fucking, you're a piece of shit. Right. She starts shooting up all Grow his up. stuff. And then we get the final line, which is, get a life. That's right, get a life. Which is uh-huh. such a fucking bad line. Joe, you know, even Esther House hates that line. Yeah. Uh, they had a whole different ending to it. Yeah, yeah. But they, um, you want to go ahead with the ending? The ending was, um, original ending, Zeke, instead of Jack, turns out to be the antagonist. He and Carly fly over a Hawaiian volcano when Zeke suddenly confesses his crimes. He then veers the aircraft into the volcano as the end credits roll and leaves the audience to decide whether they survive. The shooting of the scene resulted in the crashing of the helicopter. After an investigation, the pilot's certificate was temporarily suspended. The footage shot during the flight was destroyed. But it's oh, that still was, a mystery was, whether they survived, huh? But that was supposed to play <laughs> at the beginning. Yes, as part of the reshoot. What, ending, the airplane thing? The, the helicopter shots. They had filmed the helicopter shots, and they were going to kind of show that as an intro into the movie. But the helicopter had a uh, disaster and, and basically went down. Mm. And as, they lost all the footage. As part of the reshoot Did anyone ending, die? No, nobody no, died. Nobody died. They just lost all. As the part of the ending, Tom uh. Berenger and Polly Worker Walker were required to film a scene wearing S and M gear. Both actors refused, as this wasn't in the original contract, so the scene had to be filmed with body doubles. There was a lot of deviant sex shit going on. There was a whole another subplot where a guy was touching his girlfriend's kid. And, you know, Zeke comes out and plays, you know, white knights. And, and so he, apolog- you know, of course, mm-hmm. the the stepfather or the boyfriend or whatever he is comes out and apologizes mm-hmm. and said he'll never do it again. Yes. And you know you can believe him because he's very trustworthy. Yeah, because he only touches kids for a living. Um, but <laughs> it, it, there's a <laughs> lot of job. this. And, uh, you know, they show this whole thing where the mother doesn't believe her and all this other mm-hmm. nonsense. It's interesting. I mean, that, that would have been... The most interesting part of the fucking movie, to be Seriously. honest with you. It was a very you know, <coughs> shallow movie. Yeah. Mm. There was, it was tremendously shallow. Tom, you haven't said a whole lot. <clears throat> well, there was not much to say. It was better than last week, but not by much. <laughs> well, yep. I mean, well, I mean, honestly, the only thing that makes this better is that there's more Sharon Stone nudity. Uh, and it has that 90s feel, which yeah. you don't get. Like, there's we talk about 90s feel in camp a lot, mm-hmm. but this was the other 90s feel, mm-hmm. which I not really, I can't put a finger on it. It's almost like a. Sharon, so put a finger on yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like it leaves the it leaves the positivity of the 80s behind into a. Everything is going to be terrible. But okay at the same time. It's grunge. It's, it's like an grunge. edge. It's to grunge it. versus. Yeah, right. It's, it's you know movie. pop music. Even the darkness of the movie, like even it was a very dark movie. Like, there's no grunge in the movie, by the way. There's no grunge no, music no. in the movie. But it was I'm like Christ, it felt like it was shot with the like the lens was a very dark. Like a lot of the scenes are just very. Yeah, 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 yeah. The '90s was was that. The '90s were. Yeah, it was melancholy. Yes, it was very melancholy after the rage in '80s. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you had to have that. You had to come down off the yeah. cocaine high that everybody yeah. was on in the fucking 80s. Yes. You know, it started in, what, 78 mm-hmm. with the disco. Yes. And, you know, when disco finally burnt out, the pop 
you know, sensations were all over the fucking yes, place. Synthesized yes. music and uh, alternative and everything else that was going on in the night and into the eighties. And then the hair metal, you know, yes. all the fucking hair metal, poison, all that shit, which then eventually had to get killed off in nineteen ninety one. I mean, now Nirvana existed in eighty nine, but it really didn't hit until ninety one, ninety two. This, that. And that's when the Seattle scene came in, and it really, as as the music was altering and changing, so was the movie scene. So was yeah. the atmosphere that was going on. I yes. mean, you had the Gus Van Sant's and the, and that type of director that that existed yes. in the '90s. In the '80s, you didn't have that kind of melancholy. You you would have sad situations, and you'd have those kind of movies, but they were always filmed in a different way. Like uh, you know, Children of a Lesser God. And um, the big chill and those kinds of movies existed mm-hmm. in in the eighties where they we had that melancholy tone to them, but it wasn't like there is no happiness at the end, yeah. and that existed in the nineties more than any fucking place else. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ! One of the big movies that we covered in the suppository was The Crow, which can't get more nineties than The that Crow. Is pure nineties. And what does that movie happen? What happens in that movie? He's got a set time to avenge his death. And at the end, he fucking dies. So there is no <laughs> Batman finish to this movie. Yeah. Like, he is going to die at the end. And we know from the very beginning that he only has 12 hours or 24 hours. Which So setting that, that in your head the entire fucking time. And that exists in almost all these movies in the 90s. Not all of them, but a good bit. And this is one of those types of movies where it's like so 90s that you can't get past it. Like, you know from the very first minute that there there's a murderer in the building. Mm-hmm. You know that. So the entire time, you're like, who the fuck is the murderer? I mean, whether you figure it out or you don't, I mean, they make it so fucking obvious. Yeah. It's not even funny. Like, Tom Berenger jumping out and saying, Rawr, Rawr. in the fucking park and jumping in her face like that. If that's not the, the, he the thing like that's He seemed like a red herring. You want to think he's a red herring because yeah. of how bad it was so blatantly done. Yeah. And that's the, that's the fucking problem that you have with this. So anyway, let's give this bitch a number. Tom, why don't you go first, buddy? You didn't talk a lot this week. What did what was last week? You gave it a three two. last week. Oh, you gave it a two last week? Yeah, yeah. Two. Okay, so what do you give this one? You said you liked this one a little better. Yeah, four. Oh, okay. So you five, go, maybe. You think this is twice as good as Well, last I week's. give it that because we, like I said, we, we, we saw a fair bit more nudity. Yes. Um, <laughs> the 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 feel of the movie was good. Yeah. Um well, it felt natural to and us. And you had a lot of and I appreciated the Pre-internet, pre-everyone having a phone in their hands, uh, right. relationship between people. Well, that, and I think that you had a little bit of that with the fact that the entire thing was being, you know, the whole whole hotel was being monitored. So you kind of have that feel twenty years in advance, that you know, fifteen, twenty years in advance, as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's there's there is a duplicity to that. Hmm. So. All right, maybe five. Let's go with five. Well, you can, four was fine. I didn't tell you you had to go. No, I know. I'm I'm debating with myself. All, All right, right, buddy. Yeah. Soph. Soph. You said you did not like this as much as last week, and last week you gave it a, what, 3.5? I think I just gave it a three. Oh, okay. I think I'll go with a two because S- I don't like it. 
Okay. Well, there was so much more nudity this week. I would have thought that you would have appreciated that. But I apparently would, but it, there's only one point per titty and you no know points for that ass. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Crack. Fine. I'll do it. No, you don't have to change your number. Two and a half if it makes you happy. You're bullying. I am, ain't I? You're bullying people. I, I pushed you up to a fucking five and her to a two and a half. <laughs> Jimmy. But let's just be honest here. Okay. Sharon Stone is the only reason to watch this movie. It's obvious who the freaking killer is. It's obvious who the voyeur is. The killer is so obvious, you think he's a red herring for basically until he's revealed. But that doesn't give him points. Uh, and, yeah, I just didn't like too much premaritable sex. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Jim? Oh, yeah, and all of the guys were toxic. Yeah. There's my monologue for the day. Solid four. You think a solid four? Solid four. Any oh, particular reason? Oh, come on, Jimmy. The atmosphere, the environment, and Sharon Stone. Yeah. I mean, I really, the, it was a paper thin. It was, it was paper thin. I don't think, I don't think Tom Berenger was cast correctly nope. in that role. I don't think I don't so think either. William Baldwin was also cast correctly in that role. I just don't, you know, to me it was, it was, wasn't cast properly. They probably should have been switched. Maybe. That would have made it a lot better, I think. Well, he, I, William Baldwin was way too young to play the Jack Lanford role. Hmm. Um, yeah, but as, as awkward as the Jack role was, I think at, at, uh, William Baldwin would have been better. Tom Berenger just doesn't come off as a writer. You know? uh, no, he Nicholas doesn't. Cage would have been good in that role. Tom Berenger... I guess because I've seen him too many times in like The Substitute or yeah. all these fucking war sniper and all those war movies, like that's the kind of you know what he puts off. Like it, he he pulled it off in Major League, yeah. But that's only because you know that still had that rugged edge to it. Yeah. Major League definitely had that rugged edge to it. So if they change the instead of uh, Billy Baldwin being a. Uh, a I inherited stuff and I play video games. And instead of that, if they switched Tom Berenger into that role, he owned the apartment building, but he was an investor in technology. Mm -hmm. That would have made this way better. And then Billy Baldwin's oh, I think Tom Berenger was the awkward writer who was trying to, you know. I think Tom Berenger is the Zeke character would work. I don't think William Baldwin as the uh, John character would work in any way. He's too young. Because, I mean, the role itself, he was a uh, a reporter turned author who hasn't written anything in five years. So that would you have to be in your 30s at least. And William Baldwin looks like he's 20 in this fucking movie. <laughs> like he barely looks like he's old enough to fucking drink. Hmm. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, I'm going to give this a uh, four as well. Uh, there's... Way there, there's way too much nudity in this movie for me not to at least enjoy that aspect of it. The bath scene. Um, there is a, I think it's a paper thin story. I I think that yeah they do some character development, but a lot of it's throwaway. And all the characters are loathsome. Yeah, you don't like a lot of them. No, not you at all. You need to like one character. You didn't like any of them. Um, well, I, I mean, I liked looking at one of them in particular, yeah. uh, but there were a couple others that weren't too bad to look at. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but they just to intro. But a lot of times you saw them introduce a character just to kill him off. Like the old professor, he's in like two scenes and then he dies in the fucking shower. Yes. The the crackhead, she's in like two three scenes and then she gets killed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like this is just doesn't make she gets killed in the um, stairwell. Stairwell, but it, it they. So and and and, and Barringer's character kills him because he's jealous. Yeah, he, his whole thing is that he. I'm gonna know. commit murder because I'm jealous. Wait, why did he murder the crackhead? Because he was jealous that he was that she was sleeping with um Zeke. Zeke. That's it. He was just jealous. So I'm gonna kill him. And then he killed the is blonde. Petty reason? Because the blonde slept with Zeke. Yeah. And he, he hated Zeke. It's a stu- because he found out Zeke owned the building and. Yeah. You know, Zeke's full. Zeke's a liar, and blah 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 blah. Stupid. It's, it's just stupid. one way to to basically. I I think what they want you to take in is that since he was a writer of murder mystery and shit like that, that he had more depth to him. But to, to but if you really look at the basis of it, Jimmy's absolutely right. He killed because he was, you know, jealous of another of a younger guy who was banging all the chicks that he liked. That was it. Huh. Stupid, stupid reason to kill someone. Very petty. Yeah, but in terms of like the depth of it, it's like it's stupid. Like you wouldn't, come on. No, mm. no, it does. It doesn't make much sense, and it's like I said, it's very paper thin. He's a successful writer. He could get tail anywhere else. You know, that makes no sense. I, I well, just didn't they keep saying that he was infertile? Uh, not infertile. Like he couldn't, he couldn't get, get it, it up. up. <clears throat> yeah. So. Probably just couldn't do it. And so he's gonna kill somebody. But see, in, in 1993 yeah. or 1996, whenever the hell this movie came out, I forgot already. You had Viagra. Viagra. It existed, so it's not like you couldn't yeah. take a pill that would have helped that out. It, it, I mean, it's it's stupid. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I can't get it up, so I'm gonna kill you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> in my Tom Berenger way. Always blame the girls. I'm going to make it look like an accident. Yeah. I'm going to fuck this old man in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you know hey. what, what doesn't make sense is why doesn't Zeke ever go to the police about with like the tape of uh, Behringer pushing the Because then he the would have to admit building. that he has the entire building wired up. That's not too odd nowadays. Was that like you really can't weird? have you can't pictures in somebody's bathroom and shit. You can't have well, that. Well, just don't bring those That's pictures illegal. forward. You can't have it in other people's private areas, yeah. like their rooms and their house. I mean, yeah, having it in the hallways and shit, sure. Okay. But see, even then, like when the uh, the cokehead gets killed in the stairwell, he said the power went out right before it happened, so he didn't have a recording of it. Conveniently enough, that was another weird thing. The power, like going out in this hotel, like multiple times, oh. didn't oh, yeah. make sense. No. Didn't play into the story pretty much. It just didn't make sense. It's because he's running thirty televisions at one time all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking electric bill. I don't want to see. No, but uh, Jeez. but I do find it weird that they have that killing in the stairwell, and then you have another one of those in the movie that we'll be covering in two weeks. Yes, sir. I'm just looking forward to that. Which I'm one? Too. Basic, Basic instinct. instinct. Anyway, we'll be back next week with uh, what movie are we doing next week? Intersection. 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 Yep. On sultry, sexy, Sharon Stone, September. Bye bye.